0: William Carey University is one of the top universities in the Southeast. With multiple scholarship opportunities for incoming students, it's one of the most affordable private universities in all of America. Carey provides a multitude of undergraduate and graduate programs, as well as over 10 different doctoral degrees. Did I mention that Carey also boasts one of the top 100 med schools in the country? And I also hear that the baseball team's pretty dang good. Check them out on all forms of social media and visit wmcarry.edu for more information. If you're looking for hats for your business, hunting club, or just whatever, go check out Hay Hat Company. It's locally owned by good folks so you don't have the hassle of dealing with big box companies. They carry multiple different brands and sizes, including the number one selling hat, the Richardson 112. Custom embroidery is available on all hats and shirts, and to top it off, 10% of all profits go to charities for people that struggle with addiction. Like I said, good people. You can check them out on Facebook at Chickasahay Hat Company or on the web at ChickasahayHatCo.com. Ooh,
1: Mississippi. You know how hard it was for me to leave. Ooh, Mississippi. I miss you, I hope.
0: Me, my Mississippi We're back, uh, first show of 2024, since we're all scattered out everywhere. we're doing a call in tonight. and uh, it'll just be the three of us. So maybe Matt and Hunter can survive this show without, uh, without falling out. So you guys, you guys have both been sick lately. Um,
2: yeah, I was down for a little bit, but I'm kind of back at it now.
0: Yeah. And I haven't really wanted to be around either one of y'all since you both started coming down with stuff. I don't blame you. (laughs) Matt, you had COVID, right?
2: I had COVID. I I got tested for strep flu and COVID and I had COVID. And, uh, to my knowledge, it's the first time I've ever had COVID, um, First time I've ever tested positive for COVID. Uh, it was not fun, but I've had the flu before and I thought the flu was worse, but I think that my COVID was longer. Like I've had the flu and felt better in 72 hours. Yeah. And this took me like
0: a week. So w- when did you start feeling bad?
2: Christmas night.
0: So, any, any idea where you got it?
2: Yeah. Christmas gatherings, I'm sure. Yeah. But, I mean, this is part of it. It's not going away. We know that.
0: No, it's not. And Hunter is, this, uh, or has been, uh, you've been about as sick as I've ever heard. you? Yeah, I'm good now. I was
1: bad for about 48 hours.
0: And you had the flu, right?
1: I don't know, I guess. I didn't go to the doctor. <laughs> of course not. has not been <clears throat> What are you going to do?
0: Well, I thought. Give me Tamiflu.
1: I'm not gay, dude. I'm probably good.
0: What's wrong <laughs> with Tamiflu?
1: Cowards. Yeah. i tell you, if I had women, I, I would take it if it did it to me. Women in the week. for what it's for. It's not going to make me better, dude. I'm good.
0: Uh, <laughs> Freaking drink some water and go outside. Go for a walk. Whoa, 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 I right. mean... <laughs> so before we even get started, are, do, so are you saying you deny modern medicine?
1: Well, oh, dude um, Far more than most people Probably Why? Wow. You mean you, uh, Because What does modern medicine treat? Symptoms Right That's all it does all modern medicine does Is treat symptoms They never treat causes of anything First of all I knew if I have COVID Or if I have the flu those it's both viral They're not going to be able to do anything But give me something to ease Some pain Blah, blah, blah It's not going to matter um, I'm not gonna die from the flu. Um, I feel like can you hear me still? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Keep rolling.
1: No, okay. there was just a static that's been in my earphones and then it went away and I'm like, Well, I disconnected. Uh take diabetes, for example. Is it type two that's very treatable? Um type two diabetes, you're just given insulin and, and no nobody nobody's like, Hey, you need to not be uh, a humongous cow, or you need to not eat this way. Um, like eczema, for example, autoimmune disorders. Um, nobody recommends to stop poisoning their bodies with food. They just, with the types of food that you eat, I'm not even talking about whatever uh, you may weigh 120 pounds and have eczema, I don't know. Um, but still, um, there's, I will put this cream on, it'll make the symptoms less we're not going to be able to fix your eczema. We're just going to keep you coming back in here over and over for treatment so that the machine can stop on. Um, that's my opinion. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'll take whatever because, they give me. Unless I'm bleeding or like my fever has gotten to the point where it could be dangerous here in the next day or so. Or I know I have tonsillitis or something like that, and then I'll go to the doctor. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not busting up in there for anything.
0: Okay. Well, you mentioned treating the symptoms, but not the cause. And now that's and then you said you if, unless you were bleeding, going and getting stitches is just treating the symptom. And yeah. You, well, and usually
1: lo- loss, of, loss of blood is <laughs> a whole different yeah.
0: usually the symptom of, uh, I mean, the cause of that, not the symptom, usually the cause of that is you did something stupid. Right. Yeah. Speaking of something stupid before, I know tonight we said we're going to kind of recap 2023, some of our favorite things that we got to do, maybe some of our favorite shows. Um, Before we do, since you, since we were talking about something stupid, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant for a minute. Um, Bear with me here. Um, we've had several hunting accidents in the state of Mississippi over the last couple of months and it happens every year. It's, you know, it's nothing new. We have these every year. And there's, there's, there's one in particular that, that I kind of wanted to start off with um, because it's, it's close to home. It's a, it, it happened in Smith County. Um, a man was killed last week in a hunting accident in Smith County was shot by his friend while he was coming out of the woods at like 5:30. I got a huge problem with this in Mississippi. I don't under I don't even understand how it can happen. I don't understand why we don't have penalties for it. You know Mississippi <clears throat> take a, and we may have mentioned this on the show before. There's never been a hunting accident in Mississippi that resulted in a murder charge. Do you guys know that? I did not know
3: that.
2: I will tell you that most when it comes to I was just going to correct you because this is just a word I would use. Okay. If someone shot a human being, it's not a hunting accident. It's hunting negligence.
0: Exactly. There you go. I, I agree. Um, now a
2: four wheeler rolls over. because you didn't know the you didn't know the road was washed out or something. Um, now that could be called negligence too, but that's an that's an accidental thing. But when you're when you. are are supposed to be a licensed hunter in this state and they're and you're given a firearm and you shoot a human being. Um, oh, I find that hard to believe if an acts, I mean, it is an accident, but it's negligence. It could have been pre- prevented
0: easily. hundred percent negligence. And to my knowledge, we don't have anything on the books. Like say you shoot your friend hunting. I mean, like the worst thing you're going to get is maybe like a ticket.
2: You hear that Hunter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
2: I, better watch it next time you're out with me i might get a ticket
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, i mean think about that though i mean you there, man. <laughs> there's there's nothing like there's no repercussion i mean obviously you've got to live with the fact that you just you just shot somebody while you're hunting mm-hmm. right but there's nothing that says you can't go back hunting next week and i've got a problem with that you know um If if, I I am of the belief, if you shoot someone while hunting and you go, I thought he was a deer, you should never be allowed to touch a firearm the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I think you, you have, you have confirmed that you're a danger to society because you're an idiot. And, and, you know, there's going to be somebody, there's going to be somebody that hears this show That knows who these people are and, you know, and and they'll go, oh, he's a good guy. I don't care. He killed a guy hunting. He's an idiot. Deer don't have two legs, you know. It's not hard to distinguish between a deer and a human being at all, you know. They don't even sound the same walking through the woods.
2: Yeah, so So, give us some more details. How old was the guy? Do you know? (gasps) I'm just curious because I don't know the story. I I think I, I heard about it in passing, but I didn't know.
1: Uh, Hayden Bonta, 17 of Ocean Springs, was no, uh, no. one that one killed in Carroll County.
0: That's a different one. I was going to talk about that one next. This one, okay. um, I don't want to say his name over the show, but he was 41 years old.
2: Yeah, I don't need any names. I'm just yeah. I'm just curious about age. The guy that got shot was 41, but what about the guy that shot him?
0: Correct. I'm not sure on that. It did not it didn't okay. give any details about the person that, that did the shooting. Um. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's a tragic tragic event but it's inexcusable in my opinion hunter you mentioned the one uh, the the young man from ocean springs he was 17 um i don't have as much information on that other than the fact that he was and 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 i hate to speak ill of, of of this situation but this is this this is if people are listening this is a learning experience um he was climbing down and i don't know if the stand fell or he fell but the, his gun went off and killed him. Mm. Was a seventeen-year-old kid from Ocean Springs. Uh, I think he was hunting. I, you said Carroll County, honey, hunter. Correct. Yeah, that's what. Well, I I'll admit
2: I don't always unload my gun coming down. But I should.
0: I, I. You know what? Same, but we should. Yeah, you know, we should. Anytime you're you're going up and down, you don't need uh, a round chambered because you're not shooting anything in it then anyway. You know it. it it's a minor inconvenience to have to empty your chamber and then reload it, you know, when you get down. But it's a minor inconvenience that could save your life, obviously. And that's a that that's a tragic accident. But once again, it is an avoidable tragic accident. You know, none of these things that have happened are unavoidable so far. And the, and there was another one in Jones County recently. Uh, this one was before Christmas. I think it was two uh, two, two or three kids were. Spotlighting rabbits, and
2: well, oh, right off the bat, <laughs> right, you shouldn't be out spotlighting anything. Uh, and,
0: and that was a t- been, there, and been there, got that, t sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold on, let me, let me, let me say this first. Now, that was a text I got that they were spotlighting. It could have been in the daytime, but either way, uh, one young person shot another person, killed him. I think a sibling shot shot him you know their, their other sibling mm-hmm. and killed him in Jones County hunting rabbits. And it's a, it's another case of. Of firearm negligence. um These were two young people. I think the, I don't know if the one that shot or the one that got shot was like nineteen, and the other one was like twelve or thirteen. And I know we all went into the woods when we were twelve years old with firearms. Uh, I know my parents turned me loose. I know hunters turned him loose. Matt yours probably did too. Mm-hmm. But I also know that kids were a little different back then than they are now. Um, And I kind of want to tell this story. I had a a great example of um, how different the education system was 30 years ago versus what it is now. Uh, When we moved to to Florida, I had some of my third-grade classmates, they had sent letters to me. And the other night, my wife was digging through some stuff in in a file folder and found them. And this was third grade. Every one of those letters was written in perfect cursive. With perfect grammar, perfect punctuation, it was unbelievable. And then, you know, I, my middle daughter's in the third grade, and I'm like, "Man, we were light years ahead of where they are now." In cursive. In cursive, Dad, though. Uh. <laughs> but it's still in a, a, a something you acquire. You know, it was a, it was a, something you learned, and and things you know we learned back then that you don't learn now. And no, you don't have to know how to write in cursive now, but just the thought process in those letters that you could tell intellectually or socially we were way ahead of where these kids are now with the things that were said in the letters, you know, um, it was kind of neat to look at, but that was kind of my, my opening soapbox for the show tonight. I I'm really, you know, every year, like I said, we have these hunting accidents. It's disappointing. It's tragic, but, Every single one of them that I've read this year have been avoidable, uh, with a little common sense or a little bit of, uh, or a little bit of not being neglectful. And, uh, obviously my, my heart goes out to the families of these, these victims. And, um, it's always tough around the holidays. I know.
2: Yeah. it's. Just, I mean, it's a tough deal. I don't know the answer, um, I, mean, I know we've got hunter education courses They go over firearm safety. But you just got to, you've got to lead from the front on it. And I'm sitting here telling you that I've climbed down with my gun loaded and all that stuff. So I'm not always the greatest one, but I'm pretty strict with my boys on like trigger discipline, muzzle awareness. Right. Um, that's one of the few things I've ever, that has followed me. I've had people see pictures of Neil with something he killed and they're like, hey, I like that trigger discipline because his finger's off of it, you know, when he poses for a photo and all that. Um, Now, is he perfect in it? No, he's not. But I'll lose my mind if they're unsafe. It drives me insane.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure with your military background, that was something that was really preached to you guys out on the range.
2: Oh, if you have a negligent discharge, it's the end of your career. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's like you said, I don't know the answers to it other than keep preaching to people about being mindful of their surroundings. And of what you're doing, um, anytime you go into the woods with a firearm, that's a weapon. That is a weapon of death. I mean, that's what we use it for, right? We use it to kill and, yeah. you know, if, and look. you know, if you're oh, yeah. neglectful, it, it could be you, it could be somebody. And, and another thing I think people don't think about as much too, especially deer hunters, when you've got, you know, you've got high caliber rifles out there, what's beyond your shot, you know, um, Like I'm always conscious about if I'm down in a valley or something and shooting up, I don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't like to make any kind of skyline shot. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I want to be, I want to be shooting down and, and I want to always know what's beyond what I'm shooting. Yeah. And I
2: will leave names out, but one of our close friends is, uh, his father had a climbing accident uh, recently. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be okay, but it was a pretty significant fall, but he was doing something that I can't critique him on because I do it too. And this is where I've always said I come up short is I always wear a safety harness, but I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I get lax a days cool. And I do not want to do it going up or coming down. Right. I do it while I'm in the while I'm hunting.
0: Right. But really see, the most dangerous
2: time. Yeah. The really the most dangerous time is going up and coming down. Right. So since he's had that accident, it's made me really go. Maybe I really need to start paying attention to what I'm doing and doing this the right way. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's I'm glad you mentioned safety harnesses too. I mean, anytime that you're in an elevated position, you need to have some sort of harness on because I mean, you think about it, Matt. You don't have to fall, but ten, eight, ten feet.
2: No, well, it doesn't take much. And, you can be hurt,
0: and you're hurt. I mean, you could be ruined for life. Um, yep, we've <laughs> we've we've got a tripod that I don't get up in. It's, it's got a leg that's kind of sketchy and I'm just waiting for somebody to get in it. And I, I've told him, I was like, we need to take this thing down. But, uh, I, I don't, I won't get in it. Cause I mean, it's only when you're sitting in it, you're probably like eight feet off the ground. Maybe it's not real high. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fall eight feet. You know? No, I wouldn't either. You know? And and that leg on that thing looks like it's ready to go at any minute. And, uh, you know, I'm a two hundred pound guy and I two hundred pounds falling eight feet would hurt. Have you ever fell out of a tree? Either one of them? I have. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a freaking athlete, dude.
2: <laughs> so my quick story is we were gonna change straps on a tree stand. We knew the straps were getting bad and it was in like July. So my brother in law volunteered to go up and I was like, nah, dude, I got it. And as soon as I got up there the strap broke that I was trying to take off. And here I came. I got, I got really lucky. I rolled my ankle, and it knocked the breath out of me, and that was about it. And I just had a limp for a few days, but it was not fun. It scared me to death.
0: Good grief. Hunter, have we ever told the story about when I got stuck in the tree on the show?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm
0: sure we have. Matt, have you ever heard it?
1: Yeah, that's the one where the bottom failed,
2: didn't
0: it? Yes. That was only... I want to say that was like the only time I had a, a sketchy incident was when that happened. but. I was freaked out. I mean, I was probably, probably fifteen, sixteen feet off the ground when it fell, and it felt like I was forty feet up the tree. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I like I didn't know what to do. I was just sitting there, and I mean, I guess I called Hunter, and he was two hours from me, <laughs> so he couldn't help. But um, so how did you? How did you get down? I kind of bear hugged my way down until I could. Mm-hmm. Like I was safe enough to drop down to the bottom, to the bottom piece.
2: Probably had some pretty good rash on your arms trying to do that, I huh? Did,
0: I did, but the, like the bottom piece, it didn't go all the way to the, to the ground. Like it got Yeah, stuck, it went like halfway or yeah, something. it got like stuck. Yeah, about halfway down from where I was at. So I kind of. And it's
2: probably because you cut your line that holds them together because it got on your nerves. I guess who else does that? Me. I did, I did. Like an idiot. Well,
0: I think what happened was, uh. This was an old man climber that I that I've had for, two, 25 years probably, and I think the original piece broke, and I just never replaced it. See, I would cut mine. I hated them. I've got one on my. Uh, I've got a new newer um, summit now. The uh, summit viper, and it's yeah. got like a a bungee cord, mm-hmm. and it gives you it gives you enough slack that it doesn't really impede you when you're climbing. Yeah.
2: And I will say this about the Summit, man. The foot stirrups with the the rubber band that goes behind your, the bungee that goes behind your legs. Yeah. I don't know how you could drop it, really. I mean, it's possible, but it's hard. Yeah. I have to really wiggle my feet to get them out of it. Right. I mean,
0: if you, um, as long as you've got it set up right, as long as as you've got the stirrups set up in the right position, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. hard for your feet to come out in that. I agree. It took some getting used to, though, because I'd always climbed with some sort of strap. Or like the old climbers, you didn't have a strap at all or anything like that. You just put your feet like kicked your your feet out mm-hmm. and put them under the metal frame and picked it. Mm-hmm. That's, that,
2: that's very common for that to
0: happen. Right now, that was sketchy then, but I, I luckily I never I never had one fall out from me then. But um, no, I like the you know it took some getting used to, but I like the design of the summit. It doesn't matter whether you own your own business or work for someone else. You're going to need office supplies, printing, and office furniture. We all use them every day, so why not use a local family-owned business right here in the Pine Belt? Commercial Stationery Company offers great customer service, free next-day delivery, and free installation on furniture. Call Wayne and Daniel Ross at 601-582-4311 or go by there and see them yourself at 723 Scuba Street, located in Hattiesburg. We can go ahead and get into... Recapping 2023, for me personally, like, you know, every year I think it's, it's kind of normal to look back on it and make a determination of whether it was a good year or a bad year or, you know, a challenging year or whatever. 2023 was a fun year. That's not saying that it didn't have challenges, but I had a lot of fun in 23. And I think one of the most fun things that I got to do was we kicked off the new year last year, right or right after the new year, we went up to your place at Float and went duck hunting. And that was the first like legitimate duck hunt that I'd ever gone on. And, and it wasn't even that good of one. Right. Well according to your standards it wasn't. But um mm, more than him,
2: <laughs> Ben did get a greenhead
0: the second day. I did. And uh I shot it I shot it with Hunter's shotgun.
2: Hunter, you've never seen a greenhead do it right though like it was literally just fluttering over the decoys and i was like oh this is perfect
0: <laughs> yeah a, a, a blind man could have shot it for sure it was really cool though but i i enjoyed um the your buddy that was up there i think his name was daniel i enjoyed getting to watch his dog work that first day yeah bedford um, bedford yeah great dog um you know we killed uh, we killed a few ducks that morning and I don't know. It was just something about it. It was different, you know, and I thought it was a great way to kick off, uh, kick off the year. And fortunately for us, we're going to get to go do it again here in a few days. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll have some birds down. Um, but I think it's another great way to kick off the year. What about you guys? What is? Uh, we can just kind of go back and forth. Best. We'll start out with best things of 23 that you did. Outdoors-wise. Whatever.
2: So this is a weird one. I did not fill a tag, but I actually had a blast in Texas trying to hunt Rios. I'm going to go back this year. Uh, I've never been around Rios. They talk a lot. I'm looking forward to the opportunity again. Um, And then I had a pretty good duck here last year. Uh, And uh, I've had a rough year this year, though. But everybody has. We're talking about one of the worst duck seasons on record.
0: Right. you. I think you said, when me and you were talking earlier, you said that, that like somebody had posted that this duck season was worse than anybody alive could probably remember.
2: Yeah, they're, they're saying that. And uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, its weather. I mean, look, they're migratory birds. They're not coming here if they don't have to. Right. And typically at this point, we need two things in Mississippi for it to happen. We need a few freezes up north. Um, and I I think I spoke about this. Uh, I don't know if we did a show since, but, uh, on Christmas day, it was raining in Saskatchewan, Canada. It was not Mm. snowing. It Mm. was raining. Yeah. Well, why on earth would a duck travel 1500 to 2000 miles South if it has open water up there? Right. And uh, we need that to happen, and then we need rain. And look, the Mississippi Delta is as dry as many folks have ever seen it. I mean, it's pretty bad. I wonder. Um,
0: I wonder what that'll do—not just for duck hunting, but what it'll do to, like, for the future deer hunting in the Delta, crop stuff. I mean,
2: yeah. Well, I, honestly, I, I well, most everybody in the house. most everybody in the Delta is irrigated uh they, most farmers up there are gonna be irrigated, so they're gonna they're gonna pump um we're just gonna need some big spring rains to get you know numbers water you know levels back to where they need to be uh It's been a crazy dry year' there's just nothing you can do about it and uh I like am down in the dumps about it, but it's not like we nobody did anything wrong you know nobody didn't have you know food planted for ducks no, it's not like that it's just <laughs> It's funny. Duck's are one of those things that you can prepare for ducks, but you can't make them happen. Right. Like if you're, if you have a thousand acres in the Delta, you can make deer hunting happen. You put the money in, you get, you, you watch what you shoot and what you don't shoot, and you can make it some fine deer hunting. You can't do that with duck hunting. You can only get ready for them. And if they don't show up, they don't show up. That's life. Yeah, It sucks though.
0: <laughs> then you just have to spend money and go North.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to Montana next year for the duck opener.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I knew uh, from Luke. The of, Yeah, Luke had talked about yeah. it. So,
2: I'll Yeah, go. I'm serious. We're, we're dead serious. We're going to go. Uh, very little pressure. It's in October. It's during the kids' fall break. Neil's going to go with me. So,
0: when you know, I, I good chance talking,
2: to go up there and kill some.
0: Yeah, I, I was talking with Luke about it while we were up at Float and it sounded like he had had a lot of success up there through the years when he had gone, so... Yeah. Hopefully, uh hopefully I'll get on birds. Hunter, uh what's something that you enjoyed about twenty three? Well, I have
1: to say that I had a baby. Um,
0: <laughs> if you would check that off the of list. If this. you wouldn't have said that first, you'd have been in trouble. Correct.
1: So uh but uh other than the human child that I brought into this world after a painstaking pregnancy on my part. <laughs> um <laughs> I I build spear guns and shoot fish in the face, and it's all I'm going to do for the rest of my life.
2: I was waiting for the spear fishing thing to come out. I was like, he's got to say something because he really got in on that.
1: You really did. Yeah, Uh, all I care to do. I don't really care about anything else that
0: much. Right now. Something Uh, kind of confused me. That's the thing about you, though. Something else is going to come along in the next six months. That you'll attach yourself to, and it'll be the greatest thing you've ever done for about eight months. Uh,
1: well, well, that was all shore fishing three years ago, and it's still the greatest thing that anyone can do. And then this is just getting in the water. So, what
0: are um, the uh, what are the? I will be able to turn this year.
1: You're going because I will have to go fishing. No, I won't be able to go fishing. Uh.
2: Hey, I need to self-deprecate a little bit here. Uh, I need to mention again that because I'm all about acknowledging mistakes, but man, I've got to do a better job with archery and shooting at bucks next year. I shot two good bucks this year, didn't find them with my bow. I was three for three on those, of course, because you're not freaking out, you know. Yeah. But uh, two good bucks got away from me. Not happy about it. Uh, so that's like a thing <laughs> I have this year is to become a better bow hunter. I'm going to be better yeah. on my shot.
1: It'll only cost you about three hundred dollars and about a thousand there to do that. Yeah, no, th- thousand reps and three hundred bucks for a uh, a good release. Don't, I don't. You put that stupid release you have in the garbage can.
0: I don't think <laughs> any of it was to do with his equipment because I mean, like you said, he's crunching doughs.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing. Of course, you can command a. Trigger finger, jerky shot. Whenever you're there's nothing on the line, of course you can. It's when there's everything on the line where the telegraphed shot is garbage. You can sit there and bang targets with it all day long. But when yeah. you don't know when the shot's going to break, that's when it's good every time. Doesn't matter how nervous you are, because you don't you don't know when you're not nervous when the shot's going to go off. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I, oh, I'm not. I'm not making this up. I didn't sit in my room one day. I was like, you know what? This <laughs> is the way you're supposed to do it. Go watch an <laughs> archery competition and show me somebody who's yanking on the trigger. Yeah, you won't find one.
2: You you're not going to find, find anybody in the three d competition doing
1: it. You won't find anybody in target archery doing it.
2: No, you won't. That's great. and I built. I built me a little bow range here at my house. I'm dead serious. I, I got plans and uh. Hunter, I'm looking at a spot hog site. What do you
3: think?
1: Uh, spot hogs are great. Spot hogs yeah. are great sites. Like the wise guy or the uh, fast eddy. I'm excusing the wise guy's a release, but the fast is a real popular one. Um, that's what I used that's what I had on my boat before I sold it with Spot Hog. know yeah, but I,
2: I still just love it with the uh bow. I guess I would rather shoot a deer with a bow all day. I'm not saying I won't shoot one with a gun. I did kill a good eight point this year
1: with a gun, but um but you know I don't know why I'm here thinking I have a I have a silverback at my house that you need to come by one day and get. Um and you can till I, yeah, you can use it until I buy another bow. Okay. Uh
2: Ben, I was actually gonna tell you, I like it so much that this is my fourth season in that club, and when I shot that eight point, uh I guess it was around December twentieth, that was the first buck that I had shot in four seasons with a rifle on that property.
3: Yeah.
2: I just I always take
0: the bow, usually. I love shooting a deer with my bow. It, And both of you guys know it's like the most exciting thing you can do in the woods. Even a doe. Like shooting a doe. Matt, and I know you popped three does this year and probably didn't bat an eye. But for me, I love shooting, it, shooting a doe with my bow is fantastic. It's magic in the woods. But I am so – I can't get past that what if I see a really good buck at 150 yards. Yeah, you know, no, I understand. Um, and I don't get enough opportunity, I don't think, in the woods to go half cocked. If that makes sense, like when I go, oh, no, does. When I go, I'm planning to kill something. I'm not just going and sitting in the woods. I enjoy sitting in the woods, but I can't justify. I can't justify the trip if I don't bring meat home half the time. So that's why, just when both seasons over, I. I put it in the case, man, and uh get the rifle out and try to put meat in the freezer so um one other thing and I know we're mostly talking about outdoor stuff, but i I can't go without mentioning two thousand twenty three our baseball season um you know, winning our conference for the third year in a row, basically um winning a regional, going to the world Series, finishing third in the- uh finishing third in the country uh it's second school history that we finished third in the country. Um, so it's one of the greatest seasons in school history. We broke pretty pretty much every offensive record on the boards. That was a fantastic experience, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. So. Well, I've got one other i got to
2: touch base on. While we were only successful one out of three times, it was still successful because my sixth – year old he's about to be seven he tried killing his first deer this year we shot at two does we missed both times but it was a good experience but my 12 year old killed a great eight point back on a uh, season and he did that without me he did that with his mother in the stand while i was with the little one connor and that was a cool experience because they were nervous as can be when i got over there he made a great shot deer didn't go 30 40 yards he made sure it was a big enough buck to shoot so he did really well on that
0: yeah It was a great buck. I've seen the pictures of it. Um, Watching your kids shoot stuff is so much fun. And Hunter may get the opportunity one day to do that. I don't know if Haley will let me go hunting with him. But watching your kids have success in the outdoors is so great. Hey, I know I texted you guys yesterday, and this isn't 2023, but my wife killed her first deer in, like, 25 years yesterday and i gotta brag on her um it was it was over 200 yards like it was a long long shot i don't
2: think i've ever shot a deer that far
0: i don't i ranged it at 208
2: i think probably 100 150 yards is about as long as i've shot at one maybe 180 now that i'm thinking about it but that's it it is not 200
0: yeah i've i've stretched it out some but not i mean i'm not like shooting deer every every week at 200 yards you know most of my deer that i've killed are within 150 yards i'd say but or probably within 100 yards but hey she stretched it out and it it, I mean, she obliterated the shoulders (laughs) Um, but the it went right in behind the front shoulder and the way the deer was angled it came out the other you know it went through and hit the other shoulder and the deer maybe went 20, 30 yards tops. Um, Good-sized doe, mature doe. I may have created an animal by taking her. Uh, now i tell you, before
2: we get ready to wrap up, I wanted to point out that uh, a good friend of ours has been on the show before. Uh, he just tried to trail one of my paper-cut deer that I couldn't make a good shot on. Uh, I was hoping you'd mention lost, this. Yep. Yeah, he lost his dog, Jack. He got uh, tangled up in some debris in the big black river and he didn't make it and i know some people probably think well the dog shouldn't have been doing all this stuff at night no just trust me this guy takes care of these dogs like you wouldn't believe is an unfortunate accident um and he, he i've never seen a person have a love for a dog like that guy did with him i mean we're talking about wrapping a dog up in bath towels in his own personal hunting jacket when he comes out of the river yeah after trying to trail a deer
0: i told amy that the other night uh when, when i saw the the post that he had been and made that uh, I was like, I think this, I'm pretty sure that's the little dog that he wrapped up in a jacket and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, that dog mm-hmm. was either a stray or somebody had thrown it out and it had been burned.
2: Correct. That's him. And,
0: yeah. And, and Ben Ward took him in, loved on him, cared for him, put him through the trailing process. And the dog turned out to be a really good trailing dog. Yep. Hearts go out to Ben on that. I know he's probably brokenhearted because he's going to feel responsible for it, I know. But um, that dog had a far, far better life with Ben than it did before it met met up with Ben, you know. Absolutely. Um, What are some things about 23 that you don't mind leaving behind?
2: I would say summer that 180 degree stuff we had going on in like
1: August. Oh my gosh, that was brutal.
0: That was a rough. You've never been to Maine
1: in the winter. You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. All right. You don't have never he's never been to Frozen Hell. <laughs> well, I'm not asking for
2: frozen hell, I'm just asking for, for not a hundred <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, Hunter, because I wanted to ask you and I haven't I haven't asked you yet. Had you have taken your truck up there with the uh wooden coffin in the back? No chance. Could you have survived? <laughs> uh, Not
1: you. Could you couldn't. No, there's no. You would have had to have a negative thirty sleeping bag to survive it. <laughs> I mean, the real Phil temp the whole time I was there was one. Mm.
2: Did you have any trouble with your truck because I know diesel would can, would gel up at a
1: lower. I mean, no. I mean, I attempted I, I, I flew there, and I'm sure the vehicles that they that we were in up there were treated. So yeah, that
2: that was one of the mine. That's one of the mind-blowing things for me is when I go to Montana. And, it, I've, and I've honestly,
1: it, it wasn't, it wasn't, so it wasn't that. So like it's 17 was a high one of the days and that's horrible. I mean, it's just disgusting. Uh, it takes a, a sick freak to live in something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, and everybody was just like, Oh, this has been really mild so far. You know, winter still hadn't got here. And I'm like, you people, <laughs> I was a, I was further the furthest north, uh, the last city north that so you can go, other than obviously like Alaska, like you know or something like that. But the yeah. last city before you hit Canada was kind of where we were. Um, and also, Maine is uh, Maine is not like I thought. Maine was going to be beautiful. Um, it it's not. It's just pine
3: trees.
1: Okay. Just, and they're not even really big pine trees. I mean, there are some massive pine trees, obviously, but mostly just small pine trees everywhere. You can't see anything. It's just, it's a hellscape. <laughs> but no, I don't know. I would leave, uh, I would leave, uh, hmm, I don't know. I didn't have a bad ear. I had a pretty solid ear, top to bottom.
0: Is there, is there anything? I don't know. All right. Is there anything you learned throughout the process spearfishing in two thousand twenty three that you can better apply and have more success in twenty four? Oh yeah. I mean that's. I mean,
1: I was I was a new. I was a newbie. I knew nothing. Yeah. And I didn't really. You know, no one was there to teach me anything. So it's all. It's all on you, um, which is the way I like it. Um, but, I. I would, I, for one, I wouldn't waste as much time chasing ghosts this year. And what I mean by that is like going to places that' too murky to actually fish, and being with people who are uh, not as competent. It's the wrong word. Um, that's probably the right word, actually. But not going with people who can't get me out of situations that I continually put myself in. um, In murky water, specifically, Um, clear water's fine, but, you know, if I have to dive through 20 feet of murk to get to clear water, um, the people on the surface, they just have no idea what's going on beneath there, so if I get in trouble, nobody can help me, so, but probably taking less risk. Um, And that regard, I mean, that's a strange thing to say, right? To go spearfishing and you're going to uh, do risk
0: mitigation. Um, I think you have to Every, because yeah, no, you have it, to. Yeah. Everything I've read about it is like that's a huge part of it is risk mitigation. Is yeah, yeah, but,
1: but I mean, just it, it feels like an oxymoron in and of itself. Um, to, to get in the water with apex predators and then dive seventy feet. I mean. You know, you know what I mean. Like in and of itself, it's a, not a very—it's
0: a risk related sport, well, um, and that's. Where, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I do. I was gonna say that's where there, I there are I'm some things uh, like. What do you mean? The, I'm a big risk versus reward kind of guy, right? So that's the way I process things. All right, and to me. If I've got to dive 70 feet to shoot, let's say, red snapper, all right, that's a higher Mm -hmm. risk than the reward when I can stand on the boat and drop a hook and catch a red snapper.
1: Uh, Hold on, hold on. Yeah, you can
0: sit there. Hold on, hear me out. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's just how I process it.
1: Yeah, okay, but you you can deer hunt here. Um, then you can shoot deer here. Or you gonna, or you getting,
2: in Kansas and try to kill 170 inch deer.
1: But Correct. That's the difference. I'm, I'm going to Kansas when I get water. We're, we're you're, you're fine with hunting hunt in Forest County. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, we're talking risk versus reward. There's no more risk of me hunting in Forest County than there is in Kansas. Like nothing's going to yeah, eat but me in Forest County that wouldn't eat me in Kansas.
1: Right, but see, my my goal is to shoot those redfish that you will never catch on a rod and reel. Right,
0: I understand that.
1: That's that's uh, not a redfish. Excuse me, I would never shoot a redfish. Sure. <laughs> in, um in international shoot. water,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> in federal federal water, um, no. Uh, I mean, I I killed two red snapper this year. That one of one of them that. There's no, there's zero percent chance that, I wouldn't say zero. I mean, it can be done it, people do it all the time, sure. But, I mean, that I just, I'm never going to catch a rod and reel.
0: I, I also think. Just, just an old, old all there. I also think, like, what you're talking about is, all right, when you're fishing with a rod and reel, <laughs> it's not a selection process for you then. It's whatever bites your bait. For you, Doug, yeah. Well, I mean, there, a selection process. I mean, you get to pick and choose which fish you want to catch.
1: Yeah, and I mean, there's certainly uh, you get to you know take es- the ethical high road, if you will, whenever you spearfish because you're you, you're not you know there is no bycatch, um, obviously.
3: Right.
1: You're not pulling an endangered species up 130 foot and killing it in the process. Um or whatever, but I don't know, dude, you, you, you it's not It's something that I can sit there and tell you about all day long, but until you're in the water doing it, you, you just can't understand, you know, and, and, and you, a lot of people get in the water, swallow salt water, throw up on the surface and go get back in the boat and they're like, oh, this is not for me. Um, and that, that's certainly, um. um but it is for me, and it's scary and horrifying, and it just gets the freaking juices flowing. Yeah, it's like hunting grizzly on Kodiak Island. <laughs> and I've never done that, but I bet you that's pretty cool.
0: Well, I know. Um, I know we've got to we've got to wrap it up for tonight. Um, we've got uh, uh, a little less than a month left of deer season. About three weeks left of ducks, Matt.
2: Yeah, three and a half weeks. And a half. We just man, we just need the ducks.
0: Yeah, okay. if you can
1: make it, if you can make it two more weeks, Matt, you'll have a a really good last last weekend.
2: I think so. The, the Shelly's on board. She knows that I haven't duck hunted much this much this year, and she knows that if the cold weather hits, I've got the green light to
1: go. Because I'm i I'm an I'm a, um, I'm in, I'm a uh, continental U.S. Super weather man. Since oh yeah. New job. Yeah, it was a new
2: job. So yeah. Keep me updated on any polar vortexes. I can, be, I can, vortexes. <laughs> I can
1: do two, about two weeks from now there's gonna be A lot of ice and stuff all through the entire um the, through the north, like down into Missouri and stuff. So yeah.
0: one more thing before we go. Oh yeah. uh, before we go. Um I feel like I need to mention this. Uh, Hunter and I I uh, have a great uncle that just recently passed away. Um his funeral's actually tomorrow. Um our uncle Elvin Elvin Henderson from Smith County. Um I killed my first deer sitting in his lap. I killed my first rabbit in front of his dogs. Um he was 93 years old. I think he'd actually I mean he still hunted. Uh he'd, he'd actually gone hunting a couple of days before he passed. Um but I didn't I didn't want to close out the show without mentioning that um he was a an avid outdoorsman and Hunter can Hunter can uh confirm that there are more trophy whitetail deer antlers in that home than any other house I've ever been in my life. He was a great deer hunter. Uh he was a man of integrity. You know, he and and you guys or uh, Matt, you may know some people like this some of these old timers. Uh, you could, like they wouldn't shoot a doe. Uncle Elvin wouldn't shoot a doe until the last few years. I don't know why. Um,
2: yeah, the old timers, you know, they used to see a deer track and get the picture in the paper. Yeah, uh, so,
0: yeah. that's, but, and that's so what's... you know,
2: obviously management has, techniques have changed now. Everything has to evolve. But yeah, no, I understand that completely. You know, I lost uh my favorite member up at our camp, Dr. Smith, earlier this year, and uh, we missed him dearly. But he was a great outdoorsman, just a great guy. too he really was.
0: And that's that's the way our uncle Elvin was, and uh, he'll he'll certainly be missed. And um, so we'll lay him the rest uh, tomorrow. Um, I'm uh, I, I'm done tonight. If you guys are,
2: yeah, I enjoyed it, guys. All Hunter, right. I hope you get the sound a little bit better.
0: I hope both of you guys do because we got we got ducks to kill in a few days.
2: Yep, I will be there. I'll bring you back a pair of waders.
0: Appreciate you guys listening. i Mississippi